John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. If you've ever shook up a can of soda or beer, which I did as a little kid at our barbecues so I could hide and watch the men crack open a beer and have it explode all over them, I thought that was pretty funny. They didn't think so. But what is expected is you open up the can of beer or soda and nothing happens, so you drink it. But when it shook up, it was an entirely different experience. And I can still see those guys that have had a few beers, and when they opened up that can and that beer began to spray all over them, it was like they were wrestling a wild animal or something. And then when they were done, they started cussing and screaming. And of course, I was across the yard hiding in a bush or something, watching them just laughing. And when I read this passage, for some weird reason, I thought of that. Because when we study the scriptures, if we simply crack open our Bibles, look at it, get a little bit out, and then move on, it's kind of like drinking a beer or a soda. But when you really begin to study it, we realize there's an explosion of information out of passages that we've read before, but we didn't really see the power in it. And that's what I think when reading this passage in John's Gospel. We can read it, memorize it, recite it, but when God shakes it up, man, it explodes. To go through each of the 14 verses here and delve into them would take a long time, but I just want to focus on that word light and what it means and what we can draw out of this passage. I think it's fascinating. In verse 4 it says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. When we think of what light is and what it does, this may be a little easier to understand. Light has a source whether it's the sun, a flashlight, a campfire, or whatever produces light. And that light is important for us to go about our daily lives on earth. It serves a purpose. Without light, it wouldn't take long before the entire earth died. So the sunlight not only brings daylight to the earth so we can see, but it also provides warmth that our planet can survive. And sunlight is also important so things grow. It also gives us vitamin D, which helps our immune system. So it's not difficult to realize how important the natural light is. And John's description of Jesus being the supernatural light draws a parallel with the natural light. As nature is dependent on light to function, so we as followers of Jesus are dependent upon him, not religion or church or morality, rather the resurrected person of Jesus to survive. He provides this light to those who receive him and believe upon his name. And Jesus is still alive and seated at the right hand of God overseeing the activity of this planet. And we who have received him and believe him, we know this because that light is in us. It's not our light, it's God's light. And so do others who knew us before we came to Christ, and now they see that light in us. So God provides a supernatural light to those who receive him, and that light gives life to our mortal bodies. Romans chapter 8, verse 11. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life 
to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So that light of Jesus is carried into us, into our being by the Holy Spirit. And when we have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us, we experience the reality of God in our lives. Romans 14, 17, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So as Jesus spoke about his kingdom, this kingdom has some attributes to it. There's things that we can recognize about this kingdom. It's good. It's a good kingdom. Righteous. It's peaceful. It's joyful. So that indwelling of the Holy Spirit is important. That's what ushers in this light. And it's like a relative that comes to live with you if you've ever had that experience, only it's a positive thing. So when your relative comes in and lives with you, they bring all their stuff and you're looking at it, it's like, that's not my stuff, it's your stuff, you know, and they pack it away wherever. But now you have someone else in your house and their stuff that's there. The Holy Spirit brings in his stuff too. And Paul refers to the Holy Spirit's stuff as fruit in Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. So just think of the Holy Spirit moving in with all of his suitcases into your house, and as he unpacks each one, there's love, there's joy, there's peace, there's patience, there's kindness, etc. And all of that is available to us. And we have to want to open up those bags and let loose the Holy Spirit stuff in our lives. So if in your life you've prayed to receive Christ and you're living in a state of repentance towards those things in Scripture that God has said, these are no good, then he has given you the right to become a child of God. And if you're sincere, you have the Holy Spirit connection already. So go for it. Don't simply live your life in the same way you always have. Begin to lean on the Holy Spirit. Trust in what he is saying to you and obey. And you'll find that this fruit or these positive things will begin to bubble up from the Holy Spirit into your life. Our job is not to conjure them up and be phony like a lot of people do. Rather, let them simply exist as the Holy Spirit becomes familiar to you and as you begin to trust him. Then you will begin to see that light Jesus was referring to and choose to run to the light and away from the darkness, which is something many professing believers do not do. They want all the good stuff, but they want their wickedness too. They like to gossip. They like to check out porn. They like to hate on people. They like to feel superior, all that kind of garbage. And that doesn't work with the Holy Spirit. Choosing that kind of life over Jesus is like serving the Holy Spirit eviction papers. And the Holy Spirit is not going to hang out where demons are welcome. And not fighting our urges to do ungodly things allows the demonic spirits to stroke a person into thinking that they're good, basically because they do this or they do that. These are the churchgoers that are terrified when they die compared to those who are ready to meet Jesus. They've lived their lives in church and they're wicked people at heart. John 3.19, and this is the judgment, that light has come into the world and people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things, and that's habitually without repentance, hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. And this is the classic born from above life where things really change, and not just for a moment, rather they're consistent over time and you become more and more like Christ in your character, in your behavior, in your faith, all that stuff. So we now battle this darkness that's in us rather than simply let it lie and fester. And we certainly don't obey it anymore. We have to battle it. John eight twelve. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. So the idea of walking here means living your life. So walking in darkness would be like walking along with a wicked person and doing the same things as they do. You're walking in darkness and you're good with it. Colossians 2.6, therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. 
Colossians 4, 5, walk in wisdom towards outsiders, making the best use of your time. 1 Thessalonians 2, 12, we exhort each one of you and encourage you and charge you to walk in a manner worthy of God, who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. On the contrary, 1 John 1, 6, if we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Lots of people like that, unfortunately. Ephesians 5, 8, For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. So the light not only has come into this world, it's available to all who are willing to go to its source and obey him. And once this happens, that light shall shine. And our job is to let that light shine wherever we go, being careful to discern the devil's attempts to make the darkness look so appetizing as we disregard the light. He will do that and he will attempt to blind us. 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, in their case, the God of this world, that's the devil, has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So shine your light. Let it shine. Fight the darkness that's within all of us. That is something we have to do continually. Matthew 5.14, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Thank you.